Hi, I'm Mel Majoros. I am a three-year cancer survivor. My blog, The Cancer Warrior, is one of the top ten breast cancer blogs according to blogs.com. I'm here to bring a fresh, upbeat perspective to a topic that to some may seem scary. A positive mental attitude got me through my cancer, and I hope to share that with you. Today we are talking about 46 Mamas, and we've already had a great conversation before the show. I'm talking to Mindy Finn. She is one of the 46 Mamas uh, Shave for the Brave. They'll be shaving their head in September, so we're going to talk to her as well as uh, find out a little bit about her son and how she got involved with this great organization. How are you today, Mindy? Great, thanks. And thank you so very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, that's not what you said before the show started, but that's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a good friend, right? Exactly, exactly. So, well, we were talking about your son, Gregory, who was diagnosed at age three. Tell me um, a little bit about that. Well, in February of '09, Gregory was diagnosed with a disease called juvenile myelomonocytic leukemia. Um, we shorten it to JMML. Mm-hmm. It's an awfully big mouthful. Um, and his only course of treatment was a bone marrow transplant. Standard chemotherapy cannot put his disease into remission. So we oh. went straight to transplant, and he received a trans- bone marrow transplant in June of '09 at Seattle Cancer Care Alliance. So he is now in remission? Um, technically, did- <laughs> well, technically the, he, he has no evidence of disease. He's cancer-free. Okay. Um, and so he's living with someone else's marrow, and we're now living the life of having a chronic illness with the side effects that comes with living with someone else's marrow. What, what, are the, what is that? Um, there's a disease called graft versus host, mm-hmm. which comes with an unmatched, unma- uh, unrelated donor marrow transplant because his body is one DNA, his marrow is another DNA, right. his marrow includes your immune system, and his immune system is not recognizing his body, so it's creating antibodies and attacking different parts of his body. Oh which is just part of having someone else's right. DNA in your bone marrow. So how is he dealing with that now that it, he's, what, five Well, he's, he's turned six the end of June. Six, okay. Um, he's surviving. He's mm-hmm. thriving, but yes. in a limited capacity. Mm-hmm. He is still on 11 different medications a day, still has a G-tube, still has port, still at clinic once a month, and still heavily monitoring everything that comes along with the intense treatment that he received. Wow. But, you know, like like I've said on other shows, if you can uh, be a donor, the the donor drives, I should say, like I've had uh, James from Love Hope Strength Foundation, where they do uh, rock and roll concerts and they go around the country and they have people uh, do their bone marrow drives. Yeah. Which is awesome. Be the match is. Mm-hmm. Um, be the match is the other one. Yeah. Be the match is who I'm signed up through. Excellent. And it's a really easy org, and all it is is they send you a kit with Q-tips, giant Q-tips, and you swab the inside of your cheek mm-hmm. in four different areas, and you're officially logged into the registry as a potential donor. Yeah, it's just like CSI. <laughs> Only I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We have our other two kids' DNA on hand. Oh, nice. Um, we did ahead of time just in case anything bad shit happened to them, mm-hmm. and we hadn't had a chance to do it with Gregory yet before he was diagnosed, but I'm fairly confident that had I a need for Gregory's DNA, I have several resources now where I could <laughs> <have> be <been laughs> in. <laughs> right. So his brother's DNA is not a match? 
we tested the siblings, and mm-hmm. both of the siblings were not a match for Gregory, but um, Anne Marie and Curtis were identical matches for one another. So, oh, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah. One out of four. It's a one out of four shot. So, oh, well, you know what? If you're if you donate, you could be that one out of four who exactly who saves a life like yeah. your like your son. Yep. I mean, how awesome would that be? It would be phenomenal. We have yet to um, meet our donor, but mm-hmm. not every donor is of the mindset to want to get to know right. their recipient. So right. um, we're still waiting for that magic day to happen to where we actually get to meet her. Oh, did was she contacted? Um, you, we go, you go through a process at one year post-transplant where you fill out a release of information, and then it goes from our transplant center to the collection center where she donated. Oh. And um, we do know that she was a 23-year-old female living in the U.S. at time of donation. So, oh, that narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> and who knows? Maybe she's been following our story all along and just it, who knows what, what compelled her to join the registry to begin with. And maybe, maybe someday somewhere down the road we'll get to know her. That would be awesome. Yeah. And you'll have to keep me updated if you do. So, oh, most certainly. Are you, I'll be screaming it from the mountaintops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll see it on Facebook then, for sure. Yes. <laughs> so tell me how you got involved with 46 Mamas, and for our listeners who don't know, uh, tell me a little bit about them. Sure, sure, sure. Well, it started actually not long after Gregory's transplant. Um, I am a lover of community Mm-hmm. and um, networking and reaching out to those in similar situations for support. Right. And um, the childhood cancer community, is it, it's a very isolating experience to mm-hmm. be yes. advocated with cancer. And so I joined an organization called People Against Childhood Cancer. Um, we shortened it to PAC2. And it's simply a website where you can go to meet other families and share information, and it's an amazing resource for families and supporters of kids with cancer. And someone there started a group, why don't we fundraise for St. Baldrick's, mm-hmm. for someone that that benefits childhood cancer research. And you shake right, your Saint head. St. Baldrick's is the organization that we are raising funds for. Okay. And they, they benefit childhood cancer. St. Baldrick's is the second largest funder of childhood cancer research, okay. second only to the government. Excellent. And um, they just recently released their last fiscal year of grant funding, and they just funded $19.6 million in grants for the last fiscal year. Wow. It's amazing. It really is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And as of the end of June, for this calendar year, Volunteers have raised $26 million already this year. What? What? <laughs> this year? This it's not- year. For, for, from January of 11 to June of 11, $26 million has already been raised for St. Baldrick's by Holy. volunteers. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. It is um, really amazing. I, I had to do, almost did the Scooby-Doo double take there. What? $26 million? I know, and the year's not even, well, the year's almost half over, but wow. So you could get to fifty-two million or more by the end of wouldn't, the year. Wouldn't that be awesome? <sighs> that would be so awesome. <clears throat> well, and um, so the conversation was started over on Pack Two. The group was formed, and um, I followed them along through the year of two thousand ten. And the mamas 
had their inaugural shave in September of 2010 mm-hmm. at Hollywood and Highland in Hollywood, California. Yes. And um, a video came out, and I followed all of these mamas, and they all could relate to exactly what I was going through. And it was an amazing thing to watch happen. Now, did they shave their heads before or after they were on Stand Up to Cancer last year? Before. Before, okay. Yeah. I think the shave was on a Tuesday, and the Stand Up to Cancer telecast was that Friday. Oh, nice. They should have done it on Um, Stand Up to Cancer, but, you know, that's just me being the PR person. Whatever. (laughs) Stand up to cancer has to give me a call, so we'll talk. Yes. But go ahead, yes. Mindy. Yes. <laughs> well, the St. Baldrick's event happened on that Tuesday, and we were really fortunate to have someone within our team that had a connection with Stand Up to Cancer, and um, awesome. they arranged for an appearance on the Stand Up to Cancer telethon. And it was amazing to have the Stand Up to Cancer, which is a um, and I'm going to mess this up because I don't have it off the top. They're an <laughs> entertainment industry foundation. Yes. Um, and so their focus is adult cancer, which is there's far more adults that are diagnosed with cancer than children. Um, in the U.S., about 12,500 kids are diagnosed with cancer every year. And compared to the number of adults that are diagnosed with cancer, it's a rather small number. But... The years of life that you save by investing in research for kids is significantly larger, which right. doesn't mean that, that that investing in that adult cancer is less. Mm-hmm. It just means there's more years life saved right. by researching kids' cancer. And actually, the history of childhood cancer research, I just finished reading a book called The Emperor of All Maladies by Siddhartha Mukherjee. Oh, I've heard of that, yes. Oh, it's a phenomenal book. He mm-hmm. is um, an oncologist set of Columbia University. And it's a, it is a biography of cancer. Hmm. And cancer research started with ALL childhood leukemia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so we have springboarded our childhood cancer, our cancer research off of the shoulders of the work that was done in the 30s and 40s from research that was done with kids. That's awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. And it's a mutually beneficial situation. Any research that's done for kids is turned around and can be applicable to adults. Right. But the difference with kids' cancer is that kids' cancer doesn't come about because the cells are old, because they drink, because they smoke, because they lived lots of years in a coal mine. Mm-hmm. Childhood cancer is random. It doesn't discriminate, and it's just a chaotic mutation that doesn't come with any lifestyle events. Wow. That's true. Sounds like my life. I'm just kidding. It doesn't. Wow. So I had to throw that in there. Sorry. Well, we love being random. And, you know, that's the beauty of 46 Mamas. We are 46 Mamas because every weekday, on average, 46 kids are diagnosed with childhood cancer. Oh, wow. That's why the number 46 is significant. Mm-hmm. We represent those 46 families every weekday that hear the words, your child has cancer. Wow. And we are random. We are diverse. We come from all four corners of the United States. And we're all joining in solidarity with the kids that are in the fight, mm-hmm. the kids that we have lost, 
the kids that have yet to be diagnosed and their families. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And we have raised, so far this year, we've raised about $250,000. And in 2010, the mom has raised over $200,000. Wow. And our goal for St. Baldrick's is to raise a million dollars throughout our campaign. It will be a multi-year campaign. Right. How did, how did you uh, get involved? Specifically, um, well, I followed the mamas closely for the 2010 year, mm-hmm. and and then you said, "Pick me, pick me." No, go ahead. I'm well, sorry. yeah, I got to know <laughs> several of them, and in 2010, Gregory just was not in a position for me to devote this kind of time and energy to something. Right, and he's thankfully in a place where I can travel to DC for a week mm-hmm. and feel comfortable leaving him behind. And I've always wanted to try bald. <laughs> really, always. <laughs> I come from the time when Shane O'Connor was popular. <laughs> well, we Shnei must come O'Connor from the was, same uh, time frame then. Oh, and she was so hot bald. She was. And I cannot wait. I mean, I know I won't be nearly as hot as Shane O'Connor, but there is a certain sense of ooh-la-la to it that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you got to do is buff yourself up. Then you can look like uh, Demi Moore and G.I. Jane. Yeah, no thanks, but thank you. No? Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> I think she looked good uh, being bald. You know, oh, the, yeah. The well, movie definitely. was I think bald, good, you know, and bald is a tricky conversation to have with adult women survivors of childhood of cancer. Yes. And so I respect that, knowing that you yourself are, are a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. So my language might be different than what you would feel oh, yes. about the topic. Oh, yes. Well, you know, it's interesting because I see a lot of cancer survivors just around town. And it's like I almost want to show them, you know, my hair's all back now. I almost want to show them my port scar and be like, I know what you're going through. Because yeah. being a bald person, I never had pictures taken of me when I was bald. And, you know. It just freaked me out, and it was very traumatic when I lost my hair because I didn't believe yes. I didn't believe that they were gonna that my hair was gonna go. I thought okay. they were just like, "Oh yeah, well you lose your hair in two weeks." I'm just like, "I'm gonna be one that beats the odds," and then not even like you know not exactly the whole scientific portion of it <laughs> exactly. And you know, like two weeks to the day, I was in the shower and hair my hair was coming out in clumps, and yeah, I called my stylist and I said, "We need to shave my head." And then I found out later, like, that night after she shaved my head, she went home and bawled her eyes out. Yeah. I'm like, aw. The most bizarre thing for me when Gregory lost his hair, I actually wanted, I couldn't wait for Gregory to lose his hair because we had been through so much upheaval and trauma. And Mm -hmm. if you looked at him, you wouldn't know that he was going through everything that he was going through and our family was going through. So by him having that bald noggin, it screamed to the world, we're in a traumatic situation. <laughs> and it's sick and it's twisted, but sometimes gallows humor is what you need to get through this. It's true. And when his hair did start falling out, it was the strangest thing to look at the ends of his hair and see that there was no sebaceous plug attached. There was no, it was just, it was like you had cut it off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it dawned on me that, well, yeah, those are the chemicals. That's why. They went and destroyed the follicle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Destroyed the growth. And so, of course, since there's no growth, there's nothing to hold the hair into the gland anymore. And it was bizarre. It is bizarre. And it, 
And for me, I felt like it took forever for my hair to grow back. Yeah. <laughs> now, does Gregory has his hair back, or does all the drugs he's on now, does that do anything? Well, he's been lucky in terms of graft versus host can attach, attack your scalp, and it can affect your hair growth. Mm-hmm. He's been really lucky in terms of having, he's got a full head of hair now. Oh, good. He's gone through a couple different color changes, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I, I don't like the fact that it made me, like, have mostly gray hair. I'm like, thanks. You couldn't, like, other people I've seen there, I've heard their hair turns different colors or maybe, you know, it couldn't just go back, come back all jet black. No. Right. I had, I and, that's to, a cra- and that's a crapshoot, too. You never know. You, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the thing with um, cancer treatment in general. It is a crapshoot because it you is. really do not know what these drugs are going to do to your body. That's true. There is, there's no roadmap. There's no... This is the first time that your DNA, your body, the way that your body is designed now, has been attacked with these poisons. Mm -hmm. And the poisons that they use to treat cancer cause cancer. I know. And that's that's one of the scary things when they're like, okay, well, make sure you drink enough water because this could give you bladder cancer. Or tamoxifen, tamoxifen that I'm on could also give you other cancer, but it's like, okay, well, you know... You can't worry about that. All no, the time. Part but, of but still, conditioning it's included cytoxin. Oh, um, yeah. Which is a breast cancer. Yes, I have that. Yay! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And his dose was so high that what he peed out could have treated a breast cancer patient. Oh, maybe you should have saved it in well, the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's that gallows humor again. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, that's just, wow. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, four out of five kids survive childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. One out of five children die. Three of the four that survive live with at least one lifelong chronic health condition. Really? So will now graft, graft versus host, will that ever just go away? Can it go well, away? Well, he... It could. Mm-hmm. It could be there forever. It could look different. Um, he's ex- he was on steroids for two years, controlling the graft versus host. He is still is, is on one immunosuppressant, controlling the graft versus host. Um, he he has cataracts. Oh. He has growth failure. Um, he more than likely will be infertile. Mm-hmm. Heart problems in his 20s are a high probability. Um, he has decreased lung function. Um, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. We'll, we'll address um, male hormones when the time comes. His body may or may not produce male hormones, oh. so we may have to artificially put him through puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, Get it over with now, because puberty. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, and we're, I mean, we are incredibly lucky that as of right now, in this moment, those are things that we can consider and think about because Gregory has survived. Right, exactly. And but at the same time, I shouldn't have to think about whether or not he's going to need male hormones in the future. Right. Because he went through can- treatment for cancer that destroyed vital parts of his body. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, when you go through cancer treatment, chemo or anything, you know, like Gregory, he has a host of 
uh, problems. But even myself, it's been it'll be four years in September, and I'm still dealing with uh, side effects, depression, whatever. Oh, and yeah. people don't realize that it's like one of those. I have a friend who has a website called "But You Don't Look Sick," and it's like, okay, right. well, yeah, I may look great, but for God's sakes, you know, cancer never, you know, it never leaves you in one part or the other. Whether no, I also follow the chemo babe too, and she's mm-hmm. a fantastic um, mm-hmm. Lanny. advocate. Lanny. Yeah, yeah. And I ran into a woman. In fact, last night um, we were. She heard our story for the first time. Her age of Gregory's diagnosis, and she said to me very innocently. She said to me, "Well, but that's a good age to get cancer." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because he was so young, he handle the treatment better, right? Yeah. And so I had to give a real quick Cliff Notes education on how brutal it is on these kids. Oh, did you tell her, like, I don't think there's any good age to get cancer, really? Well, <laughs> I, I just I, it just cracks me up when people say that and then people say, yeah. well. But that's a defense mechanism for themselves as well. And that's one thing that I have learned that People are so fearful for themselves, and it's such yeah. bad news that um, they have this knee-jerk reaction to use these platitudes yeah. and cliches that, quite frankly, are more hurtful than they are helpful. Yes. But saying those things is more about comforting themselves. That's true. Than, than actually helping you deal with whatever it is you're dealing with. Right, because you can tell Gregory that I've been told that breast cancer is the best cancer to get. So so his juvenile myelocytic leukemia, I don't know, probably isn't as good as mine. Just saying. Other people may, you know, other, other seriously, I was told uh, breast cancer, yeah, that's the best one to get, really? Because I thought no cancer was the best cancer to get. No. No. Yeah. Well, and I do have to admit <laughs> to a sick, to a sick knee-jerk reaction, when Gregory, when we first thought Gregory had leukemia, Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I did the Dr. Google thing. Yes. And looked up ALL, acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It's the most common childhood leukemia. And it has amazing success rates. But I was new. I did not know anything about childhood cancer. And in the beginning, when we went from a diagnosis of ALL, which has an 80, 85% survival rate, to all of a sudden we have a diagnosis of JMML, which has a 20 to 25%. 20 to 50% survival rate, mm-hmm. I wanted to go run screaming back to the land of ALL. Yeah, I hear you. But it's all relative. It's all, it's all relative. It is. It and is. until you get further into it and really understand, all of it is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, you know, just like you said, survivorship is... is I'm sure it's difficult for Gregory. It's difficult for you being his parents and, you know, having to explain to people about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, just yeah. out on the street, just me. Well, and he's at a point now where, yes, we're two years post-transplant, but we just found out in June at his last follow-up that his body is not making antibodies. Oh. He's not producing his own antibodies. Oh, wow. So usually through transplant, once you get to a certain point and your immune system is reconstituted, which is typically by now, mm-hmm. um, you go and you restart your immunization process and you get protected off against all those childhood illnesses again. And Gregory's in a position where he can't get any of those childhood immunizations again because he's not producing antibodies to do something with those immunizations. Oh. 
we are infusing him with donor antibodies. But couldn't that cause more problems? Um, No, because the donor antibodies um, are already programmed to recognize illnesses and send the white cells off to fight those illnesses. Oh, okay. If he didn't have them, he wouldn't have the antibodies that recognize illnesses and his immune system wouldn't fight, it wouldn't know to fight whatever illness he has coming through his body. Okay. That makes sense. He'd run this constant loop of sick and 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 sick. Because his body wouldn't remember to fight it. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking graft versus host if you had uh, donor antibodies, but that makes sense. Well, the donor antibodies, it's called IgG, Mm -hmm. immunoglobin G. And it is a blood product, but it's pulled from a thousand different donors. So you don't have to match it like you do with a red cell transfusion. You have to type and match it to your blood type. With antibodies, it's a thousand different donors, so it's got such a large pool that for some reason there's no, there's not a, occasionally you do get reactions. You pre-med, Gregory was pre-med with Tylenol and Benadryl before receiving IgG to prevent any Mm -hmm. reaction. Right. But he hasn't had a reaction to IgG and I lost track of how many he's received. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) That's good. So now tell me about the, uh, the big event that's coming up in Washington, D.C. Shortly, next, next month. No, not next month, two months. Yeah, we are all gathering, us 46 mamas mm-hmm. from all across the nation. Yes. We're gathering in Washington, D.C., Wednesday, September 21. Mm-hmm. Where in at Washington? U- at Union Station. Okay. During rush hour. Oh, awesome. So you're having like a flash mob sh- head shaving? Well, no, it's not a flash mob. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> because we can't have a flash mob at Union Station. Right. Well, not if you plan um, it. It's not really a flash mob. But it, right. right. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fully scheduled event where we'll Excellent. have a stage set up, mm-hmm. and um, it'll be emceed and hosted, and we'll have a couple guest um, speakers, mm-hmm. brief ones. Um, and it's a collaborative effort within the childhood cancer community by the whole of all of us coming together to support something we all feel so strongly about. Right. That's just awesome. And um, it's about raising awareness, mm-hmm. raising funds for childhood cancer research, Yes. and collaboration within the childhood cancer community. And we were talking before the show, right now the event is, uh, you don't have any plans for it to be televised, but we're hoping to get the word out so that it will be. That would be nice. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it would be fantastic to find a way to either get it televised or um, to find somebody who could run with getting it streamed online would be right phenomenal. Yeah. Um, St. Patrick's is a volunteer based organization, mm-hmm. so all of their events are set up, run, fundraised by volunteers. Yes. Um, They have offered an amazing amount of support to the 46 Mamas because we are a unique event to St. Baldrick's. Mm -hmm. So they have helped us out in a lot of different areas and continue to help us out to make sure our event is a success. Awesome. I'm sure it will be. Oh, I'm sure it will be too, without Mm -hmm. a doubt. It's going to be a huge event. 
So do you guys uh, shave your head in some kind of order, or is it uh, just one? Well, uh, we'll one... probably we'll probably be shaving eight to ten mamas at a time. Okay, and um, because there's forty six of us, so in order to crank <laughs> through <laughs> in the time, I don't know how long you wanted to hang out in Washington D.C. So yeah, right. yeah it, it's a little redundant. Um, Despite the fact that it's very emotional for the mama that happens to be shaving at the time, oh, I'm sure. Lots, of te- lots and lots of tears will be shed. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a high we have a high population of mamas on our team this year, um, whose children are no longer living. Mm. Um, so, it's it's an emotional event for the mamas to get together and to do this in memory of and with their child and. Just trying to show the nation that kids get cancer too. Right, and that's something that I, before I was diagnosed, I always thought that cancer was an older person's disease. Yeah, you know, and being a you know, and being a young adult survivor, you know, is I, you could have knocked me over with a feather when they said it's cancer. Well, you're not alone in that. When Gregory mm-hmm. was diagnosed, to be quite frank, I didn't even know leukemia was a cancer to begin with. I thought it was just a disease. I didn't know it was a cancer. Mm-hmm. That's how naive I was. Right. And it's a steep learning curve. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a doctor one time ask me, my, one of my cardiologists asked me if I was in the medical field because I was just rattling off all yeah. these. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like I was well, a I professional call- patient for like a couple of years. I call myself a momcologist. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because there is no one that knows Gregory's disease and his body and his symptoms and his tells <laughs> rather than I do. Exactly. Wow. Awesome. And we've become, we've become professional nurses and, mm-hmm. oh, boy, the things that we do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all well worth it because you're raising awareness, you're helping your son, and hopefully you'll help uh, other parents and other children with uh, childhood cancers. That's the goal. And make make it so we don't need the 46 mamas anymore. That's the goal. Because, you know, I, I tell all of my uh, guests, it's like my I'm trying to put myself out of a job basically mm-hmm. by doing this podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't want to have to. I don't. I, quite frankly, I don't want to have to support any more childhood cancer mm-hmm. families. I know. I don't you, want to. I know, Mindy. You don't want to talk to me. I hear you. It's all good. <laughs> I love all of these people I've met, and we have amazing relationships. And but if childhood cancer didn't exist, and I could walk away from oh these yes people, yes, I I understand. I do, yeah. I do, and I and I think that's everyone's goal for sure. Yeah. So, Mindy, thank you for joining us today. How can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you more about uh, Forty Six Mamas or St. Baldrick's, or just hear more go, about uh, Gregory? Can, we, we have an awesome website mm-hmm. um, at www. the number four the number six mamas m o m m a s dot com so that's forty six mamas dot com. You can find out about all of the mamas, meet them. Um, there is a donate now link on there. Um, a link to our Facebook page is there, as well as um, a link to a sponsorship if you are. If you own a business and you'd like to sponsor the mamas, oh, nice. that is a phenomenal way to support the mamas. And if you, we also have mama gear. So if there's a link there to our Cafe Press mama gear where oh, sweet. proceeds 
go back to St. Baldrick's. Mm-hmm. So you can you can wear the mama gear. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and like you said, you're on Facebook and you're on Twitter. I see. We are, and Twitter is um, our handle is four six mamas forty six mamas. And if you are interested and have an inquiry of any kind, email can be sent to info at forty six mamas. Excellent. And um, you'll have to keep me informed when somebody decides to uh, air this live because I know they will. Yes. I mean, they have to. I mean, it's such. They, there are so many other things that they televise that you're just like, really? Reality, yeah. reality shows? I'm just going to put that out there. Like, mm-hmm, what? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, biting my, I'm biting my tongue biting right now. Tongue. Take it easy. <laughs> Deep cleansing breaths. It's all good. Hang on, Mindy. I'm going to wrap up like I usually do. This is The Cancer Warrior. You can always find me on Facebook because I am a Facebook junkie, Mel Majoros. Become a fan of the show, The Cancer Warrior, on EmpowerRadio.com on Facebook. Check out my blog, TheCancerWarrior.blogspot.com. And as always, life looks pretty good from where I'm sitting. Sending you good vibes. It's The Cancer Warrior on EmpowerRadio.com.